Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and More. Tonight we have a very, very special story. It's about the Baal Shem Tov, which actually, on Moetze Shabbos, which is when I'm telling the story, there is a very special custom to tell a story of the Baal Shem Tov. And as a matter of fact, one time a person came to the Rebbe, the Babacha Rebbe, and asked him, is it true that if a person tells a story of the Baal Shem Tov on Moti Shabbos, that it's fortuitous, it's a segula for Parnasa? The Rebbe answered approximately as follows, not necessarily a story about the Baal Shem Tov, but a story about any tzaddik not necessarily on Moti Shabbos, but any time, and not necessarily only a segula for Parnasa, but a segula for everything, anything and everything. So we see that telling stories of a deacon, any topic, at any time, is a segula for all things. Especially Moti Shabbos, Telling a story of the Baal Shem Tov is certainly Segula for many things. In any case, more than being a Segula, it brings Mashiach quicker. So the story is that once upon a time, there was a simple Jew named Label. And he had a cow, which he depended on this cow very heavily for his Parnassah. And one day the cow was missing. He looked around the barn. He looked around the street that he lived on. He looked around the neighborhood. And he couldn't find it. So he didn't know what to do. It seems that his wife had heard of the Baal Shem Tov and said, why don't you ask the Baal Shem Tov? He's a tzaddik. Label hadn't known about the idea of asking advice from Tzadikim. So he said, how could the Baal Shem Tov know where my cow is? But nevertheless, his wife insisted until finally he went to the Baal Shem Tov to ask where was his cow. He knocked on the door of the Baal Shem Tov's office and he went in and the Baal Shem Tov was reading of a safer. He was very involved in looking at a certain safer. So the label wasn't sure what to do. Well, Shemtov said, yes. What is it, label? So label said, Rebbe, I cannot find my cow. Can the Rebbe help me to find my cow? Well, Shemtov did not even look up from the safer. Instead, he simply said, go down the street a hundred yards, turn right, go down the next street. And he gave him a few more details of instructions and you'll find your cow. So, Label said, thank you very much. And this whole time, the Baal never looked up from the safer. Label followed all the instructions, and sure enough, he found his cow. He took the cow back home, 
he was very happy, Baruch Hashem, he would now have his parnasa from milking the cow. And of course, his wife was very happy. And the wife said to him, Label, did you go back and thank the Baal Shem Tov? So Label said, actually, I did not. And so he went back to Baal Shem Tov to thank him for helping him find his cow. He came to the Baal Shem Tov's office again. He knocked on the door. This time the Baal Shem Tov looked up and said, Label, come in. Label came in and he said, Rabbi, thank you so much. You told me exactly where to find my cow and it was exactly there. But Rabbi, I, I would like to ask you a question. How did you know where my cow was? So Baal Shem Tov said, it was very simple. You see, when Hashem created the world, the first thing he created was light. The light was very good. It was a very special light. And therefore Hashem hid the light that it shouldn't be used by people who should not be able to use such light by Rishoyim from evil people. He wanted only Tzadikim to be able to use this light. And so he put it into the Torah. He hid it in the Torah. And therefore I was looking into a sefer of the Torah, and in this sefer, I was able to see this light. And with this light, I was able to see exactly where your cow was. And that's why I didn't look up from the sefer. I wasn't being impolite. I was simply keeping my eyes on the information that was there in the sefer in order to tell you where to find your cow. So Label said, thank you very much. And he went back to his wife with a good report. Now, you see, this story is actually a very important story because the Rebbe himself tells us that all of these tzaddikim, the Baal Shem Tov, the Mitzvah Magid, the Alta Rebbe, the Mitla Rebbe, the Tzemach Tzedek, the Rebbe Marash, the Rebbe Neshav, the previous Rebbe. Of course, the Rebbe doesn't talk about himself, but I think that we can understand it applies to him as well, that they had Nebuah. And they had very, very precise Nebuah. They were able to give prophecies that were very, very accurate. How were they able to do it? It seems that this was the way they were able to do it. Because of this special light, that was hidden for Tzidikim on the first day of creation. And this is what a prophet can use. It's interesting also that there was a very similar story with Shmuel Navi. That Shmuel Navi once gave advice to Shaul before he became the first Melech of the Yidden that Shaul was sent by his father, Kish, to look for some donkeys that had been lost. And he came eventually after three days to Shmuel Navi, and they asked him, where are his donkeys? 
Well, Navi told him, your, your father's donkeys have been found. So it's somewhat similar, at least. Not exactly, but somewhat similar. But the idea of a Navi is a very, very important idea in the Taita. It's actually one of the Yugimul Ikrim, one of the 13 fundamentals of our belief of Yiddishkeit, as the Rambam lists them. The belief that Hashem communicates to us through Neviim, through prophets. As a matter of fact, if you think about it, the whole Torah is prophecy communicated by Hashem to first Moshe Rabbeinu, and then Yeshua, and then the different Shoftim, and Shmuel and Navi, and so on and so forth, throughout all of the Nevi'im and Ksuvim, including, for example, Tehillim, David Melech. And so the idea of a Navi is a very, very important part of our Yiddishkeit. And by learning about Nevuah and learning about Sadiqim, this will certainly quicken the time of the Gula. As all of us now are looking forward very, very much to Gula, more than ever before. But we see that we have to work very, very hard for that last, last piece. As we see now that there's a very, very intensive war going on with very great forces of evil. I don't mean great in a way of good, but very powerful forces of evil, which are trying to stop the Gula and stop the world from becoming a beautiful garden of Hashem. And our job is, of course, to be in the army of Hashem, Tzipas Hashem, the army of Hashem, which through Torah and through mitzvahs will bring the Gula. And just like the soldiers of the IDF must be totally dedicated to their goal of defeating the enemy militarily, we must be totally dedicated to the goal of defeating the enemy through our weapons, which is Torah, Tefillah, and Abbas Yisrael, doing the mitzvahs and helping other Yidin do the mitzvahs, and to learn Taita and to learn how to daven. And the more that we can learn Taita and do mitzvahs, and daven, and have Abbas Yisrael, and teach other Yidin about all the mitzvahs, and about learning and davening and doing mitzvahs, the quicker Mashiach will come. It happened immediately, especially through your work and our work. May it happen even today. Thank you so much for joining Jewish Stories and more. Remember, if you would like to record a story, and send it to me, please do so at jewisheducate at gmail.com. And perhaps your story also can be part of Jewish Stories and more.